Hi, and welcome to Cause Pods. I'm your host, Matthew Passy. Here on the podcast, we have one simple mission to highlight the amazing folks who are using podcasts as a way to raise awareness for good causes, whether it's a nonprofit they work with, a charity they support, a social justice campaign they're championing, a medical condition they're battling, or someone who is just looking to make a positive impact on their local community, their state, the country, or the world. These are podcasters with a positive mission. Along with raising awareness for our guest's favorite cause, we're also going to see if we can raise some money to support their efforts. So make sure you check out the show notes for each episode at causepods.org to learn more about what they're doing and how to help them achieve their goals. Going all around the world this morning, we are chatting with Elliot Connor. He is the founder and CEO of the Human Nature Projects in Sydney, Australia, and they have a podcast human nature to reframe the conversation around human relationships with nature and with the environment. Elliot, thank you so much for joining us here on CosPods today. Thank you, Matthew. It's a great show you run. So really looking forward to a little conversation. Oh, well, thank you very much. So the podcast is not your first focus, right? You have been doing this kind of work in the environment and in nature space for a while. So take us back a little bit. Like, What is your background? How did you get involved in the space? Yeah, sure. So I'm British by birth, you can probably tell from the accent. (laughs) So I've always had a bit of that bird watching, uh, long walks in the countryside in my culture and my upbringing. Uh, So I've always had that passion for nature. And maybe three years ago, maybe a little more, I started volunteering quite extensively in the field. So I've been keeping that up ever since. I worked out, I think at one point I have done about a thousand hours of volunteering in the past three years. So a sizable chunk of time set aside for these courses alongside my schooling career. So I'm 17. Uh, So there's plenty going on. But yeah, I started Human Nature Projects 12 months ago. And it's never been the same for me quite since. It's definitely transformed my life and hopefully many others too. So what is the goal, right? What's the mission of human nature? How do you try and bridge this gap between how we are currently living our lives and the world that's around us? So human nature essentially is a worldview, a philosophy in terms of how we can interact with other animals, what it means to myself and to all the volunteers we have in the organization, to all of the causes we support is essentially treating animals with respect, uh, with appreciation, with compassion. There's a great example I like to use that in Switzerland, they've got a clause in their constitution, which is you must respect animals and plants. You must show them the right to dignity. So that's a wonderful, wonderful concept. If we can afford some rights to nature, some inherent recognition of their rights to exist, of their rights to survive and thrive on this planet, then I think that's the end goal. But I think on a more basic level with human nature projects, with the podcast, with all of these ventures, I'm trying to reconnect the family tree of life, bring us all closer to these experiences, to the natural world, and hopefully motivate people to care for it. Yeah, it would be nice if we started caring about a lot of stuff, including nature. So I'm curious, being 17, do you find that a lot of your peers actually listen to podcasts? I mean, the numbers out there would suggest that it's a growing 
segment of the listening audience, but not a huge one. So I'm just curious what you see among your own peers. Yeah, I do think they listen to podcasts. I probably don't have your average peer group, but there you go. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, I get a very wide-ranging audience, so folks from all sorts of demographics and with very international scopes. So I really enjoy the listenership I get, and I think that reflects Human Age Projects itself, some of the community behind these actions, uh, because the two are very closely interlinked. So, right, you've got a website, you wrote a book, you're doing some filmmaking. So why did you also want to include a podcast in your media mix? Sure. So I guess what links it all is this attraction to storytelling itself. I believe if we can frame all of our messaging in an attractive, engaging, inclusive manner, uh, then that's how we're going to create a sustainable impact in this field. I was drawn to podcasting because it's this new growing medium and because it's very much got this sense of being the people's medium. It's much easier to create, certainly, than filmmaking. It's about a tenth the production time, so that's an advantage for myself with my busy schedule. But more importantly, I think it's more of an informal format, which means... I get to really hone in on my guests' interests, their love of animals, and make that much, much more accessible to your general audience who might not have too much knowledge about the natural world and the wonderful, wonderful animals we share this planet with. You rightfully pointed out it's a lower barrier to entry, a lot cheaper to produce, but I'm sure you face some challenges getting this off the ground. Any in particular that stand out and lessons that you might be able to share with somebody else coming up behind you thinking about a podcast for their cause? Yeah, well, actually, what did surprise me when I started out was the simplicity of it all. <laughs> Contrary, perhaps, to some expectations, but I'd expected many, many more challenges than I experienced. Uh, there were a few. So finding the right platform to host on, there's so many wonderful options out there. Getting all the right setup in terms of equipment, interview uh, protocols, etc. I guess I had an advantage coming from sort of videography, so possessing already some of those processing skills. But yeah, you definitely have to be committed to what you do. So the guest wrangling takes up a lot of time. Ditto with contestants. So uh, the second part of the show is like a, a trivia round, a sort of game show, which requires triple the amount of people involved so yeah that adds an extra dimension to it all and then setting up those trivia questions is some pre-work to be done but I, I really enjoy working on the show it's very much in its early stages as well and it's been wonderful evolution thus far seeing how far it's come seeing some of the wonderful guests we've had on and seeing the audience grow very rapidly. How many hours are you putting into the podcast each episode? Ooh, good question. Maybe six hours a week, thereabouts. That's a rough estimate. So we do a weekly release every Wednesday. So maybe an hour, an hour and a half for the recording itself. And then a few hours prior to that, doing rough draft script, finding those questions. Another hour in guest wrangling and some general admin distribution work. So if you add that all up, I reckon five, six hours a week. Okay. All right. That That's not bad. I mean, I imagine with everything else you're doing, it's a considerable chunk of time, but that doesn't seem to be too bad. So tell us a little bit about your charity, the Human Nature Project, which 
you, folks can learn more about. We'll have a link directly to it, humannatureprojects.org. We'll also have a link directly if you want to donate and support Elliot's goals and mission and what he's trying to do here. But tell us exactly what the Human Nature Project does and what we would be supporting. Yes, yeah, so Human Nature Projects is this extension of the philosophy in trying to democratize, if you will, the environmental field. So I've certainly found and heard from many, many other people that it can be very challenging to make a difference in the sector, not knowing where to start. Typically, there's a very large knowledge gap. Many of the organisations simply aren't set up to accept volunteers. So Human Nature Projects is an attempt to bring community into conservation actions, uh, policy measures acting as that entry point, if you will, to your everyday citizen to get involved in the space. And increasingly with COVID-19, with some of the contemporary shifts in our psyche, uh, we're seeing people really engaged in these issues, really wanting to make a difference, but not knowing how. That's your answer. Human Nature Projects is essentially being that how, uh, being that entry point for people to make a real tangible impact and be supported, be empowered in doing so. Do you think that the charity does more to feed the podcast or the podcast does more to feed the charity? Well, I guess I treat them as almost one and the same. They follow very similar principles, very similar philosophies. Uh, Certainly, we've got a great following uh, to the podcast, thanks to the charity, but then all of the revenues from the podcast go back to the charity itself. So they help each other out in different ways. And I, I don't think I could say that one offers more than the other. I guess it's just a question of timing, right? Like you're trying to build up both, but has the podcast, which I assume came along after the formation of the charity, has that been harder to grow than the charity or has the charity been harder to grow than the podcast, right? Like it's, I guess it's a question of, of audience building and community building, or is it really happening together? Yeah, well, I mean, there's definitely a synergy between the two. To clarify, Human Age Projects has been around for just over a year now, just over 12 months, and podcast itself is three, four months old. So there was that lag, if you will, between the two, and the podcast very much sprouted from the charity. I definitely found it harder to start up the charity, I think, it's always your first project that's the hardest, learning the skill set, learning some of this community building skill set, some of those techniques to use. And much of that carries over, I think, to the podcasting, distribution, outreach, etc. I think it's just whichever one you try first will always be the hardest, but they certainly help each other out in many ways. So given that you have formed your own charity, done some filmmaking, written a book, looks like you've even given a TED talk on this. What advice would you give to young, aspiring, and social justice entrepreneurs, in a sense, on how to start this, keep going? I don't want to say how to succeed, right? We can't guarantee success. But what would you say to put somebody on the right path to getting out there for their cause? Well, I guess what I found most of all is you do have to get out there and start something. That's the key step. I'm a born introvert, so I never would have perceived myself doing this. I never would have imagined where human nature projects could be as an organization. At 12 months since its founding, we've now got volunteers in 105 countries. So wonderful growth, wonderful scaling that we've seen take place. All I'd say is be very clear in your vision, be very clear the change you want to make, 
I talk about my life's purpose of reframing this human relationship with nature, having a concise statement of where you're headed to, what your overarching vision is, and aligning everything you do along that line, along that path, making sure you're following that passion of yours in everything you do. And I think that's the most sure, fast way you can make the stars align in your favor. You can achieve success in whichever field you choose to work in. I think that's some pretty solid advice. We've been chatting with Elliot Connor. He's the founder and CEO of the Human Nature Projects and also the host of the Human Nature Podcast. You can find all that stuff at elliotconnor.com or humannatureprojects.org. And of course, we will have a link to both of those in the show notes for this episode. Elliot, from all around the world, thank you so much for joining us here on CallSpots today. Thank you, Matthew. And to the listeners, have a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cause Pods. Again, if you've been inspired by the work of our guests, please check out the show notes in your podcast app or at causepods.org. There you will find links to their work and a special donation link to support their favorite efforts. From there, you can also follow and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. And remember, if you have a Cause Pod and want to join me for an interview, please check out causepods.org and fill out the interview request form. If approved, we'll schedule you for a chat and share the amazing work you're doing with the CausePod audience. Thanks again, and see you next time on CausePods. Pods.